This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, I'm Arjun, and it's truly a pleasure to have you join on this edition of Secrets to Win Big. Winning is fun, but I have found that big wins, winning big, will put you on the path to long-term sustained success, and that is where the real fun comes in. In this podcast, you will hear from leaders from all around the world, from all walks of life, sharing their secrets about how to win big. Today, my VIP guest is Lara Nuttall. Lara is the CEO of the Jewish Community Center in Denver. Lara is committed to the mission and vision of the Jewish Community Center and looks forward to taking it to the next level at J. Lara's career, and when I reflected on this, is simply amazing on the contribution she has made. She has been focused on philanthropy and includes position in advancing and development and project management at Memorial Sloan Catering Cancer Center, UCLA Health, Cedar sinai Medical Center, and invests in kids. And to me, when I heard about Sloan Catering, it really connected to me because me being a cancer survivor, that was the place where I went for treatment. And you know, truly, I'm fortunate to have Lara here. And when Lara is not working, she enjoys time spend, uh, spending time with her husband, Frank, her three kiddos, Jack, Sophie, and Izzy, and of course, their adorable dog, Katie. Lara, welcome. Thank you, Arjun. Happy to be here. It's truly a pleasure. So Lara, off the back, I really want to go straight into the commonalities between every brand you have worked on these are philanthropy brands. These are brands that make the world better. What connects Lara to this, these brands? That's a great question. I, um, what connects me to the brands is um, ability to serve others, whether it's in a medical institution or in a community center or at a school. Um, my entire MO for being is about serving others and making an impact in their lives. Why is serving others so important? Like you, with your skill set, you could be successful in so many other areas. So what got you to serving others? Like what started you on that path and what keeps you in that path? Mm. I am very committed to um, building out missions in, in nonprofit organizations. It's why some people come to work um, for nonprofits. Um, there certainly is the business side, but it's what drives people to come to work every day is that mission. Um, and for the last 25 years, I've seen the power of how, what that, how that propels people in their work and in, in their achievements and getting things done. There's, um, there's a Jewish phrase, Lador Vador. It means from generation to generation. And um, for all of the organizations that I have worked with, all the nonprofits, um, my goal is to make sure that those organizations are there for the next generation. So preserving that mission. Wow. 
So there are two things you just, we all heard from Lara is for any nonprofit at the core, it's the mission that powers people. And then there has to be a bigger picture, which is in the business world, I don't even think there's a term for it when we say long-term, short-term, because what Lara talks about transferring this and making, adding value generation to generation and really applaud you, Lara, for doing that. So Lara, you know, to me, I just would also love to understand in the nonprofit business, and sorry to use the word business, but nonprofit world, where you're giving back, what does it take to be successful as a leader? Um, what it takes is what I would call balance. Um, it's a balance with an eye towards the mission, but also the balance of operating it like a business. Um, and I think I bring a unique skill set. Um, I have my MBA. And, um, and it's a very important part of how we look at the Jewish Community Center. It is so mission-driven, but it's a business underneath the core. And, um, and that's, how we have, that's how we create the sustainability, is to operate it like a business. So help me understand a little bit more on operating like a business. What do you mean by that? So I, we have a finance committee, and um, I have to report uh, and held accountable to the finance committee and the board of directors on our, our progress, our productivity, our contribution margin, um, and the staff, I in turn hold the staff accountable to that as well. So it's balancing impact with mm -hmm. the business side. Um, and, and that's how the JCC is able to operate successfully is because we balance business and impact. That's brilliant. So the business side, the way you run it is just like any other incredibly high functioning business, but each one of you are committed to and governed by the mission and the bigger picture commitment of JCC to the community. So, you know, when you look at in your you know amazing career what has been your biggest success story and more importantly how did lara get there because that would be the secret we all want to know from you today <laughs> um I'll, I'll tell you that my biggest success story changed the trajectory of my life and i was actually in business school um, in new york city and i needed to make some extra money someone told me to go get a job at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center as a temp hmm. because it was flexible hours. And um, so I went and I interviewed. I can't type to save myself, but I convinced them to give me a shot. And, um, I ended up uh, in their temporary service office and ended up working in a uh, part of the development office called the society office. And that turned into a year long, um, even, if, even though I was a, a, temp, a temp at the time, I fell in love with philanthropy by watching the impact um, of this organization to Sloan Kettering and how it, how it internally affected our, the patients and research. Um, when I was about to graduate business school, I was, my trajectory was opening corporate childcare centers. Mm -hmm. and, 
um, someone in the in the society office asked me if I should, they, they they said there's a job in the in the big development office hmm. of Sloan Kettering and I should apply for it. No experience. I went in competing against um, a host of other people who had a lot more experience than I did, um, but I told them that I was willing to jump in and give it my all, and I convinced them to hire me with literally no development experience for a big, for a big position, and um, that is what changed the trajectory of my life. Um, my professional career was was taking was making that move. So to me, I think for those of us who are listening, who are at the early phases of our career, I really think that I really want to know is when you walked in first for the temp job and secondly, when you shared with pride and also the reality that you may not have had all the qualifications or the credentials as some of the others for the second job, but you had a lot of confidence and you delivered. So what was that attitude? Like what, like what was the preparation? What went through your mind when you got that amazing job? Like you walked in for the temp job and the second, the one year project, the position. That's a great question. Um, it was my drive. It was, it was my drive and it's sort it has propelled me, um, through, um, a lot of challenging circumstances in my professional career that have all led to my position at the JCC, but I think it's my drive and it's not a drive to win or a drive to succeed. I think it's just natural drive to, um, to do good. And um, I asked them to take a chance on me that, and that they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't be making a mistake if they hired me. And I just kind of let it all out. I figured I had nothing to lose. I was gonna go work in a corporate childcare setting. And I I didn't even think, I, I didn't know how much I wanted the job until I was sitting in front of the Senior Vice President of Development for Sloan Kettering. Hmm. Wow. So the whole thing for success is, it comes from inside. The natural drive to do good and also, Lara, what you talked about is you believed in yourself to the point where you convinced people sitting across the desk from you, the super VP, and I'm just looking at you at an just early part of starting a career, to making that person believe in you and take a chance in you. And to me, I think that's kind of powerful. And especially that drive, especially in current times, in COVID-19 days, how is that guiding you and the team? Like, what's your success, like, through JCC as you're taking JCC forward? What's the big, you know, what's the driving force? That's, again, such a great question. Um, I'm going to use the word resilience. And that is what has guided this organization um, over these past couple of months. Um, the uncertainty and the fact that we are a place where people gather and we can't gather and um, and we are a fee-for-service organization that can't operate um, in the way that we need to operate. Um, and so it's been the resilience of me having to constantly pivot with the organization for the organization um, that has, I think, um, been successful so far. 
So as a leader, as you are being resilient and of course you are going through the current challenge, how do you balance the safety of team members, you know, the kiddos and also the guests, but at the same time be there for the community because the community really needs you for activity. So how do you find a balance? So um, I have a great, I have a team and um, we do a lot of scenario planning and I have an incredible board of directors who I work with, um, try, you know, strategize and help us get through difficult times. Um, we literally brought scenarios um, based on risk and providing a service to the community and creating opportunity for the organization. And that's kind of how we, we looked at it and were able to balance what we can do for the community, um, where we should be, where we should be at this time. Oh. So if you joined late, you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. And today our VIP guest is Lara. Lara is a rock star CEO at the Jewish Community Center at Denver. So Lara, now as you start going through, you know, it's very obvious to all of us that you have that special DNA where you want to do good. Okay? So who are one thing or one inc you know, incident that inspired you the most to be in this path? Mm. So I um, am fortunate to have a, um, a board of advisors. I call them my board of advisors um, who I can lean on um, that inspire me every day. Um, and they, they all have played significant roles in my, in my career, my professional life. Um, I, think that thing, I think the thing that has inspired me the most is um, this historic transaction that I was able to um, Help JCC, and um, the JCC was in a tremendous amount of debt, and um, we were able to, in over a ten-month period, pay off all that debt on one day. What was inspiring about it is, um, and I've raised millions of dollars for lots of organizations across the country. Raising money to pay off debt um, was the first time that I've ever had to do something like that, mm -hmm. and. Um, the, the stories, the history of, of in the Jewish community and also the greater community that it serves um, was incredibly inspiring. And because I didn't grow up in a town that had a Jewish community center and they're all over the country, um, it is so embedded in some people's lives and in their history. And I was able to watch families literally hand us money because they, this organization was that important to them to make sure that it was here for the next generation. That's incredibly inspiring. Wow. So you mentioned about raising money. Mm -hmm. You have for a lot of organizations when you worked, you have been working for not only a good cause to do good, but also you have raised funds What's your secret? Like one secret for raising funds for a nonprofit organization? Well, I, there's a, a couple. Um, one is um, the relationship. Um, and I take it very seriously. I, I take the relationships that I have with people seriously. 
Um, and I am also a big believer in that that relationship has to have a level of trust. Um, and lots of people give to a mission, but they also give because the trust leadership is doing the right thing with their investment, their philanthropic investment. And that's how I, that's how I look at it. And I, I want to do right by the donors. Um, and so that's, that is um, how I approach um, all of my relationships um, with the donors. And it's, it's critical. So you just heard it right here, Lara, the big secret for fundraising for a nonprofit is relationship and trust. And the phrase that I really, it resonated with me is do right for the donor. The donor needs to realize that using resources, you're doing the right thing, following the mission for the organization. So, you know, Lara, you, as you build your team, what are some of the traits which are very important to you in a future leader? Um, for me, being a good collaborator, to be part of a team is um, critical because you cannot, it takes a village um, and you need people who can be at the table together and challenge each other, have conversations um, and rumble together. Um, being a good listener is another critical skill that I look for in, in, in when, and when I build teams. Um, a commitment to excellence. And while I hold the bar very high, um, I, I also model that. Um, but it's even if you can't be excellent, it's that you're committed to being excellent. Mm -hmm. that whoever walks in the door, that you, no matter how you feel inside, you are providing excellent customer service or excellent information. Or it, it's, it's about thinking that you are committing to excellence. Um, hmm. also, oh, go ahead, sorry. Now what's the difference between being excellent, which is very difficult for most of us to do that consistent, consistently, and what is about commitment to excellence? What's the difference? Well, it's in the thinking, right? I mean, we know that we can't always be excellent, but if we're committed to that, we're always striving for that. Um, I, I think that's the that's the added. You know, we like we said, we're all human, um, but if we are in our in our minds committed to to excellence, um, then I think we're we're on a, on the right track. And so to me, yesterday I was talking to John Register, an amazing rock star, you know, who talks about amputate fear. And one of the things that we learned was most of us, our brains, because we are in the animal kingdom, is wired to be mediocre, okay? to be right, to be safe. Like even the TV show in CBS about Survivor is all about you winning when the last person is eliminated. Okay, But I just think that there is something that you talked about touches, you know, a really amazing thought is always think and strive like that aspiration and i really think if all of us do that it just is in today's world it's a bad word to use but let me use it anyway it's a good contagious energy that builds us all together 
because one negative thought brings us down but all of us that you know positivity that you're talking about and of course you live that is so priceless mm-hmm. so Laura based on all your experience you know everything if we try to take any of these amazing learnings what is universal and take that to a for-profit business because we all want to learn and use what you're doing what would be a few nuggets that you would share that works both in your world and also in the for-profit business um i think surrounding yourself with a strong team um, because we can't pretend to know everything um holding people accountable to um to what they say and what they do um, I think transcends both the nonprofit and the for-profit world um and just as i you know stocks you know people ask you to buy stock in a company i'm asking people to make a philanthropic investment in the day how so instead of my return on investment is is the impact that we create and so I feel like there's um i have to be able to show to our donors and to our constituents that we are doing the right thing um with with their money with their funding um and that while we aren't necessarily producing widgets there there is an impact to what to what we do i love that and you define the nonprofit roi to be maximize impact mm-hmm. of donor dollars love that so lara if lara today goes back and talks to that kiddo Laura just graduating from or getting ready to graduate from college, what would be one advice you have for that amazing kiddo with a great career ahead? Mm-hmm. Relationships matter. How you show up um, matters. And, um, you know, I've worked, I worked for some pretty challenging people in my career and I didn't walk away from those challenges. I I went at it head on and learned so much from the people that that um that I worked for and with and and just taking that as as a as a an, ama- an amazing learning experience to grow from um is something that I didn't appreciate until to this seat. Um and also to form a board of advisors early on and that could change throughout your professional career, but having people advise you, um, stand by you, prop you up, give you good advice along the way is, in, is invaluable. I love that. The board of advice is, you know, the concept that I've heard a lot is talking about the five, five, those five people who are there by your side. They tell you the truth, they guide you, but they're mm-hmm. always there. You know, I love the whole two matters. You talked about relationship matters and how you show up matters. But, I, you know, I want to ask a little bit more and I don't want to get into specifics. I just want to understand your mindset is, you know, you said with a lot of confidence looking at the screen, never walk away from challenges. Okay? Sometimes challenges look like Mount Everest in front of us. What's the first thing Lara thinks of? that tells her, hey, you know, I'm in it. I'm not walking away. What's the first thing you think of when a big challenge is in front of you? I, I compartmentalize it. So instead of getting overwhelmed by the challenge itself, I look 
at it in stages or steps. How do I get to step two? Well, step two is gonna get me to step three. And what do I need to get to step four? Who do I need to bring in to help me consult to get to step five? So that I'm never, while I'm steering the ship, I, I have input and, um, and support along the way, but I, I, I try and compartmentalize it. Wow. So uh, it's like you have so many incredible processes. So, and I just also find that leaders who are very successful have processes, they have plans because success that is planned and has a process behind only those success can be repeated. So do you have a process or a ritual or something that you, how you start your day and what's the last thing you do before you're you know, finishing your work day that you want to share with us? So I, I can't really speak to the end of the day because normally I pass out before <laughs> I even can start to do the things that are really thoughtful. But before I get out of bed in the morning, I just am grateful for being able to get out of bed in the morning and, and be there for my family and, and um, my husband. Um, and that is how it, it's what propels me to get out of bed is, and they're an amazing an, I'm very lucky um, to be surrounded by um, the people in, the, in my home that I'm surrounded with. So that is how I start my day. Absolutely. I'm so glad you shared that with us because to me, I really think, you know, in a world of where we are all rushing to get more, this was such an amazing lesson that at the core, it's the family that matters and they are there for you every day of your life. To start with that gratitude, I really think that puts you especially in such an amazing mindset. So, Lara, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with this rock star, super amazing Lara? Um, the best place to get in touch with me is through the JCC Denver web website. It's jccdenver.org. And um, under staff, um, my email address is available and I reply back to my emails and, and, and I'm available. So if you need any more inspiration, I have questions, you can reach Lara through JCC Denver's website. So Lara, this was such an incredible, you know, sharing from you. And, you know, there were quite a few nuggets, the few things that really helped me and you know will stay with me are number one is the whole concept of how you balance the impact you operate it like a business but at the same time you're staying true to the mission and that's the part where what i realized is even though there are some fundamental differences between a non-profit and a profit I really think for those of us who are in the for-profit business, we really must understand that the commitment to mission is something we all must have, and that takes us to the next level. The second thing that also was very important is that natural drive to do good. And I really think that is so core for nonprofits, but also for brands who are in the profit side, we need to have the natural drive to connect to our purpose because we don't exist for ourselves in the profit side. We exist to make others successful. The third part is what you showed us about fundraising 
And that was like a super gold or platinum nugget that you shared, which was so simple yet brilliant, was it's about relationship. It's about level of trust. It's about you doing the right thing with donor money, which again creates that whole trust and respect that giving you the money, you, continue, you will continue to do the right things. And again, that was a brilliant, absolute, insight and then you know i also think that it's very important in today's world with covid 19 you taking a responsibility for the organization you taking a responsibility for the community how you talked about you and your senior management team you guys are planning for every situation looking at for different risks planning steps so that way you're taking as much of uncertainty out and putting solutions in place. You also showed us that there is an ROI on the nonprofit side too, where you're maximize the impact of the dollars that you have been entrusted with. So to me, that whole trust part really hit home. And finally, the four things that you talked about is relationships matter, how you show up matters, never walk away from a challenge, the board of advisors, the Fab Five, but that whole concept of compartmentalizing challenge, taking it one step at a time, it just goes back to my grandma used to tell me, and it's a very common story, is how do you eat an elephant? And of course, I would look at my grandma by saying, are we eating elephant for dinner tonight? You know, it was not funny when she smacked me on the back of my head. But then she would teach me it's all about breaking into tiny pieces. We are not eating an elephant tonight. But it also is what is the first piece, the first domino that you go after. So, Lara, this has been absolutely incredible, Lara. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Arjun. So, thank you all for listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. For those of you who are listening to this live, thank you, and please share this podcast with your friends. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.